Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater, joined now by Kevin Bohannon. I don't have music, I don't have an intro for you, Kevin, so I'm guessing that's something we need to get taken care of. It is around the diamond. Yeah, we're talking some baseball, and uh, thanks again to the Wood Family Dealerships in Batesville. And, uh, man, hard to believe. I mean, baseball is on top of us, is it not, Kevin? It is, Randy. Uh, We're about two weeks away from some junior college baseball starting. We're four weeks away from Arkansas starting their season in Arlington, and at Globe Life Park, uh, baseball season starts the end of February. So uh, around the diamond is going to be a lot of fun this year. Uh, we thank, thank you again to the Wood Family Dealerships. They uh, sponsored my segment during football season, had a great time, and also during baseball last spring. So we're going to stretch this one out a little bit and go six months all the way through the SEC tournament. And hopefully Arkansas is still playing in the College World Series. So we'll get to report on them as well. So uh, around the diamond this year, uh, we got a lot of great stuff, of course, with the high school side of things, updated weekly rankings that will be also be on Scorebook Live. I'll be covering high school baseball uh, for Nate Olson and that outlet as well again this year. And then Arkansas baseball, insider information. Uh, we'll be getting scouting reports, uh, looking ahead to the upcoming series. And, Randy, if you've seen any of the rankings that have come out lately, uh, there's going to be a lot to talk about when they get into conference play, considering there's nine teams ranked, no matter what poll you looked at, uh, top 25, but the top 10 are loaded. Uh, just look at perfect game. You got LSU, Tennessee, Ole Miss, Florida, Texas A&M, and then you got Vanderbilt that's up there as well uh, in a couple other polls. D1 Baseball came out with their poll uh, yesterday. LSU on top, Tennessee, Stanford, Ole Miss, Texas A&M, Wake Forest, Florida, Arkansas, Oklahoma State, Vanderbilt. It's going to be loaded. It's going to be a fun season, especially with a lot of unknowns with the Razorbacks. I was going to say, Kevin, is is that rating maybe due to the – great history uh most recently under dave van horn because man there's a lot of there's a lot of question marks third base shortstop does stovall move to second which i'm guessing he will that means does uh brady get the uh, job at first base and you got to replace uh, turner the great catcher from a season ago uh outfield i mean this is this is going to be a, a makeover now I guess you have to say, if you're going to ride somebody, why not ride the arms of this pitching staff? Because this may be as deep of a pitching staff as what we may have seen for quite a while there at Arkansas, is it not? That's exactly right. You look at at the top of the rotation, Hagen Smith, uh, the super sophomore. He was on perfect games list of top 100 sophomores. Uh, he's a third-team All-American, and um, I know a lot of Arkansas fans are saying, well, why is he third-team All-American? Uh, there's a lot of good pitchers in the conference. Chase Dolander, Chase Burns from Tennessee. you got Hudson Waldrop, uh, who transferred to Florida from Southern Miss. So uh, just to have that national recognition is is you know, what Hagan needs right now going into his sophomore year. Then you got Jackson Wiggins. We saw in the fall that he kind of reached a little bit more into that uh, see, reach toward that ceiling that a lot of people have been hoping he could 
you know, fulfill some of that great potential that he has. And we saw it in the fall. The the breaking stuff was a lot better. He control. He had more command of all three pitches. The slider looked a lot better. It was a lot sharp. Had a lot more late bite to it. So uh, he always has the fastball that he can reach back and get 99 to 100 out of. Then you got Brady Tiger. He was on the, the perfect game uh, all conference team as a relief pitcher. What's he going to do this year? Is he going to be a reliever? Is he going to you know be a a midweek starter and then work out of the bullpen on the weekend? Uh, so there's there's some of the questions that still need to be answered. Nick Moten uh, transferred to Crowder. He was the guy that they really looked forward to last year, but he's no longer there. And per, uh, Prep Baseball Report had him as the number nine overall junior college prospect in the nation. And just think about that for a minute. So, you know, we, we give all these lists attention and everything, but Nick Moten pitched, what, two innings last year at Arkansas? But he's got a big arm. He went to junior college, so he might get drafted out of there. So uh, that happens with some of these lists. So you got to take it with kind of a grain of salt. But then you got Hunter Holland, uh, the San Jacinto College uh, junior college transfer, six four, six five, lefty, ninety two, ninety four. He throws it harder than what I thought he did, Randy. And I think he surprised uh, the coaching staff at Fayetteville as well. Uh, commands the zone. He makes hitters really uncomfortable. So. Uh, they're really low. Austin Ledbetter from Bryant. I know he you know, got a lot of attention last year, especially towards the end of the year, SEC tournament and college world series. Uh, so who's going to be the third starter? But right now you got Hagen Smith and Jackson Wiggins, I think are one and two. Uh, is it going to be uh, Hunter Holland in that third spot or maybe Tiger Ledbetter? You got a lot of competition. So that's a good thing. You got to divvy up a lot of innings, uh, but there's a lot of competition for the ball. And it's something we haven't seen in Fayetteville in the last couple of years. Back to Wiggins. All right, just this yep. is only your opinion. Is he better out of the pen, or is he better as a starter? I think he's better as a starter, and I say that now, and I it reversed my opinion of it in the last couple of years because I saw his makeup and his profile change, his demeanor change. He used to be that guy that could come out and give you a few pitches, you know, one or two innings, especially when we coached him. We didn't really tax him a lot. We didn't start him a lot. But he really settled into that role last year, especially in the first half of the season. Uh, you really got to see what he could do. He he had some really good outings. I remember the outing at Auburn. Yeah, he gave up a home run, but he kept those guys down on the road to let, to let the Razorbacks take two out of three. So, yeah, he struggled a little bit down the stretch, but he got working the summer with Dustin Mosley and some other guys uh, to really just, you know, his, his frame, 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, you got a lot of levers out there. You got arms and legs flying everywhere. So keeping that as compact as possible, uh, that just shows his stuff has gotten better as well. When he was just a fastball guy, yeah, he's better out of the bullpen because once you get through the lineup two times and going into a third time, people are going to be jumping on him. So, the changeup has gotten better. The slider has gotten better. So now I think he profiles better as a starter. Plus, he gets stronger as you go along. You look at some of the, some of the games he was in the sixth and seventh inning. He was still throwing at 95 to 97. Uh, those guys like that are hard to come by. And if you can get somebody like that, you ride them as long as you can. Yeah. Well, again, uh, how they how all these pieces fit together and – a lot of this, obviously, is also going to fall on the shoulder of the guy that's behind the platter. Who do you see right now as maybe being the lead candidate to replace Michael Turner behind the plate? 
Yeah, they had a lot of guys come in. Of course, uh, Hudson Polk from Oklahoma, very limited time as a Sooners catcher, but you could tell they, they didn't like it when he left. And uh, I think he's the, the lead candidate right now. And then you, you got a couple other, well, the other guy that was at Arkansas State and transferred to uh, Eastern Oklahoma, uh, Parker, he's going to be kind of 1B catching right now. Uh, but I like Polk. He's not going to. He's not going to wow you, but he's going to be that guy they need back there that they can rely on and the pitching staff can rely on. So I think I think they're going to be okay back there. And that was one of the questions going into the year, uh, going into the fall season, was, okay, there's so many question marks. Well, those got answered a lot. And I think that's what a lot of national prognosticators were looking for. Uh, could they settle on the shortstop, which you know, I think Bolton is going to be the guy right now, but Harold Cole's kind of 1B. And then what was Tavian Josenberger going to do, the transfer from Kansas? Is he going to play second? Is he going to play outfield? He's going to settle into center field. The only question I have right now, and you brought it up earlier, Randy, is third base. Uh, is it going to be Jason, Jason Jones, the superstar freshman that came out of Texas, uh, hits the ball a mile, uh, got in better shape over the fall. Uh, then you got Caleb Callie, the transfer from Florida, hit his junior college All-American. So I think you got some options at third base, and then Kendall Diggs may be the guy that's kind of left out. But if yeah, if he's hitting, he's going to play, and uh, maybe works in at DH, maybe works in at first base. I know he did last year a little bit, but now you got Brady Slavens who's healthy and he's back. So uh, you can't take his bat out of lineup because we've seen what he can do the last three years, and I think he settles in at first base, which gives Stowball a chance to move over to his natural position of second base. Sounds like competition at uh, every spot, but I agree. You got you got to find some place for Kendall Diggs. This, I think this kid is a player. I agree. Yeah, you're you're going to see a lot more from him. I think you know we, he had the walk off home run against Ole Miss in Game Two last year, and that was really fun to see. That he had a lot of confidence going right then. Then he hit a skid. I know Auburn had a bad series. So as, as he can gain more confidence out there, he's the one that I can kind of see as the sleeper. A lot of people aren't talking a lot about, even though he's a returner, he can get out there and can really move the needle on this team this season. Is he, Kevin, more of a DH or can he play the outfield maybe? I think he's more of a corner infielder. He's athletic. Uh, first base, I don't think he really profiles that, but he played first and third at St. Thomas Aquinas uh, High School up in Kansas City, uh, that very fertile recruiting ground for Nate Thompson and, and the Razorbacks. So he did okay at first last year when he filled in for Stovall. I think he just profiles better as an infielder right now. They did put him in the outfield a little bit on the corners, and I just don't think he, it worked into his benefit to be out there to work in. Like his The way he was going to get in the lineup was going to be on the infield. Yeah, I remember him playing, I think, some right field, if I remember correctly. Yeah, he did. But we are approaching a break in just a matter of seconds. So, oh, oh, there's the music. Surprise, surprise. There we go. Maybe Delta yeah. knew that. <laughs> All right, Rick Schaefer, joined again by Kevin Bohannon around the diamond. If you got a question or comment for Kevin, please feel free to call 501-661-1037. Thanks again to the Wood family dealerships. I'm Randy Rainwater. Drive Time Sports will continue in a moment. 
You've got Drive Time Sports locked in on the Buzz Radio Network. Here is Randy Rainwater. Drive Time Sports here on the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater. In a moment, we're joined by Kevin Bohannon. Thanks again to the Wood Family Dealerships in Batesville with Around the Diamond. It is the grand opening for the service department at the Ore Truck Center in Dardanelle. And this is a brand new facility, now a multi-line service center. In fact, it's the only major service center uh, in Dardanelle. And there's service to all of Yale County and the River Valley. So if you're needing your automobile, your truck, whatever it may be, tuned up, road ready, take it to the Ore Truck Center of Dardanelle, and uh, they will get you taken care of and get you right back out on the road. And the 2022 clearance event is continuing, where you can save thousands on the new 2022 Ram 1500s, Wagoneers, Gladiators. I mean, that's all the good stuff. And they have two Armadas, several Frontiers they need to move as well. It is the 2022 clearance event going on right now at the Or Auto Mall in Russellville. Exit 84. Check it out online. That is the Or automall.com but always make that drive to Russellville exit 84 check it out for yourself let's check in with uh, Shane Shane good afternoon welcome to drive time sports yeah I was going to have I noticed you didn't talk about McIntyre or Zach Morris uh, I want to hear more about them and see what you guys think absolutely McIntyre yeah, turned out to be guys. the uh, hidden jewel, was he not, last year? That's exactly right. When you, you know, he, Coach Van Horn always looks for that fourth starter going into the year because that can be the guy that they can go to in a quick situation and if, if somebody goes down quick. And McIntyre turned into that guy, you know, got the start, you know, the look at the postseason play and what he did. He really turned out to be that guy. He's not going to overpower you. And a lot of people were thinking, well, is he going to go pro? He wasn't going to be on pro radars at that moment. But but you know what he does? He gets outs. And that's the name of the game in, in college baseball. And any baseball is you got to get outs. To where if you can get down to where you're counting outs and you can get to the back end of that bullpen um, a little quicker, that's who you want on the mound. And Zach Morris, you know, had the chance. He, I think he's going to be that guy that they rely on that was in an Evan Taylor role last year. Now, could Zach start? Absolutely. I think he could be that guy. But in the pecking order of left-handed starters right now, I think he's third behind uh, Hagen Smith, Hunter Holland, and then, and then Zach. So I think he will be the first lefty out of the pin this year. And – since we got a few more in the pen this year, I think it's going to, you know, help him out a little bit more. Uh, but he can be a spot starter as well if you know he shows that he's been very consistent and can work through a lineup twice and get outs. Uh, he could go five or six innings, no doubt. All right, I've got a slider, or maybe a change of pace. I'm going to throw at you from our Asher Record Service Company live fin feedback. Mike says, Kevin. Who do you like in the NFL playoffs, and why is it 
the Dallas Cowboys. Does somebody know you, Mike? <laughs> know you are a big Cowboy fan? I don't know. You know I'm not a Cowboy fan. You know I'm a Packers fan. Uh, and I, I did pick the Bucks to beat the Cowboys. But I, I did too. Tom Brady, I did all too. That magic. Yeah, that Dak on the road, especially how they played against Washington. I didn't think it, but he looked like an MVP quarterback last night. So I don't think they are playing well right now, and they they took it to TB12 and the Bucks last night. Uh, I think in the AFC, it's going to come down to Bills and Chiefs. I hate saying that, but it's what it's going to look. Uh, the, the Bungles had troubles with a, a Lamar Jacksonless Ravens team. Uh, so I don't think they have, have it to get there. Uh, Pat Mahomes is becoming that veteran guy. He wasn't just a flash in the pan that could throw 50 touchdowns. He's leading his team. So, uh, you could be looking at a Chiefs 49er Super Bowl. He's a veteran now of the AFC at 27. He's the exactly, old great beard yeah. at 20. Getting younger seven and years younger. Old. Now, <laughs> you, you, you can, uh, and, and it would be easy to, to put down uh, how Cincinnati looked against Baltimore, but if nothing else, Baltimore's got a defense. I mean, they may Absolutely. sputter and, and whatever else offensively without Lamar Jackson, but um, that, that defense is pretty salty. I mean, they – that made it tough on Joe Burrow all pretty much all yeah. day. Yeah, and I know especially after the first. I know quarter. Razorback. Yeah, I know Razorback fans had if they were watching that game had a little uh, post traumatic stress syndrome reminder when that when the defensive lineman from the Bengals took oh it ninety eight yards when Hundley tried to yeah. stretch across the goal line. <laughs> yeah. So you know he was he was at least what, was the one yard line, not the three yard line, but nonetheless, wow. Yeah. Oh, guy ran ninety eight <laughs> yards for a touchdown. Yeah. I think I said this yesterday. I think I said this yesterday. I'm not a big fan of, of uh, Chris Collingsworth, but he did have one of the better lines that I've heard in quite a while after that touchdown by Hubbard when he said, he may catch his <laughs> breath by Tuesday. I thought that was a pretty good line. Yeah. Because yeah. he was huffing. He ran a long way. That's right. Huffing by the time he got there. Um, I tell you <laughs> – I'm not going to jump on the Cowboys bandwagon yet. That's yet. A tough game. Yeah, tough but, game. Yeah. I mean, of all the teams that uh, – I mean, you got to play them regardless. If you want to get to the Super Bowl, you got you got to take on the big dogs. But that's a tough task. That defense and the way that Brock Purdy is playing at quarterback, good gracious. Absolutely. Yeah. And of all the moves – And, and, I, and I'll be surprised, Kevin Rick, if, if, if at the end of the year – you know, they go back and they say, boy, this was the trade of the year. What Christian McCaffrey has done to that Oh, offense. my gosh. Is he good? For San Francisco. Oh, I mean, yeah. We forget. What, he what started off did. the season in Carolina. Yeah. 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 Boy, what, is he, what that he's did healthy was that allowed great. Debo Samuels. Yeah, that allowed Debo Samuels to be a receiver more and not just a jack of all trades. The 49ers have two of the best all-around football players in the whole league with yep. Debo and, and Christian McCaffrey. So yep. it they were dangerous when they just had Debo, and now you've got another one that it, that you could put in the backfield and put Debo out wide as Brock's best friend. Yeah, those guys those guys are really good. So the Cowboys – but, hey, the Cowboys are playing well. We'll see. But San Francisco's the better team. Yeah. But that doesn't mean Dallas won't win. No, you'd never count anybody out. I mean, that's – 
I mean, you, you do have to get past that opening round, and that's what they all, well, with the exception of Kansas City, which uh, drew a bye. But, yeah. man, I, it, it's going to be tough to beat San Francisco. Yeah, I tell you, a guy last night, I back, back again to the Manning cast, uh, I fell in love with the Detroit coach last night, Dan Campbell. Oh, yeah, Dan Campbell. He's a character now. In, uh, hard Knocks. Yeah. yeah, he is a character. Uh, yeah, it was good to see them have success. Them in Jacksonville, the turnaround that both of those teams made from last year to this season, uh, you got to give Doug Peterson. Uh, you know, he won a Super Bowl with the Eagles a few years ago, and people yeah. kind of forgot about that. Yeah. But with Trevor Lawrence and Travis Ntn back there, uh, you got to give the coach of the year has to go to the, what he's done and then gets a first round win. Uh, uh, you just got to give him the coach of the year award right now. I guess you saw where the uh, Chargers fired not one but two, <laughs> including the OC today. Yeah. Uh, yeah. after that debacle that, that collapsed <laughs> against the uh, Jaguars the other night. But uh, I was trying to tell Rick, I mean, it was a great weekend of just sitting back, especially being a Green Bay fan, so I didn't have I didn't have a dog in the fight, so I could just sit back and, and right. watch and enjoy the games. And uh, yeah. everyone, in fact, was it the Jacksonville game that was it? Were they the 13 and a half point underdog? I can't remember which one was the. 13 Maybe. and a half. They were down 27 to nothing, came back to win. That was yeah. a heck of a game. Yeah. You know? It was looking pretty good there for a while that that prediction was going <laughs> to come to pass. All right, Kevin, that's it for today. And uh, we look forward to each and every Tuesday at 4.30 we go around the diamond. That is Kevin Bohannon. Thanks again to the Wood Family Dealership.